Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of 100 Yards of Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host and producer this evening, Logan Landers, and joining me to talk about an NCAA game preview between the Georgia Bulldogs and the Tennessee Volunteers. As always, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner, how are you doing this afternoon, sir? Hey, I'm doing fantastic today, Logan. We're winding down this college football season, and it looks like your Georgia Bulldogs are going to three-peat this year. <laughs> Ooh, hey, I'm hoping for it, Vincent. I'm hoping for it. We're almost there. Still got a few more obstacles in the way, uh, but I, I think this is going to be a good matchup nonetheless. Uh, guys, if you enjoyed the episode here this afternoon, give us a like, follow, share, and subscribe on Facebook and, of course, on YouTube, our main hubs. Uh, and also go check out our podcast. Thanks to our friends at the Believe Podcast Network. Available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you enjoy listening to your shows. You can find us over there each and every single week. Well, let's get right into this one, Vincent. We got a good matchup here in the SEC. Georgia going on the road to take on the Tennessee Volunteers. Let's talk about Georgia, what they've been up to this year, and how they can get a W in this matchup. As we know, Georgia is now back to being number one in the nation. Um, in the college football rankings, they jumped ahead of the Ohio State um, as of last night. So they are the number one team once again, hoping to maintain their undefeated record at, against this tough Tennessee team. Now, when you look at Georgia, um, obviously they faced off against the Ole Miss Rebels last week. We thought it was going to be a close matchup. But Georgia, they uh, they had different plans. Uh, big blowout win, 52-17 to against one of the nation's best offenses in Ole Miss. And they have done great, great work. Uh, it, and Vincent, just looking at what Georgia's done this year, obviously a perfect 10-0, they've only given up 21 points. That's the max amount of points they've given up. They have not given up more than 21 points to a team this whole season, which is outstanding. And like I said, you got obviously Tennessee and Georgia Tech before you get to the big SEC championship showdown. Now looking at Georgia, obviously, of course, their main guy, Carson Beck, had a really, really good game this past week against Ole Miss, threw for 306 yards, got some work done. But their running game was really getting rolling there with Edwards and Milton. Both those guys were dynamic. And I think that if they can just keep that offense rolling like we've seen the last few weeks, Georgia looks scary. Obviously, we know they got Brock Bowers back this past week, came back early, fought through that ankle surgery. And he, I mean, look, he even if he's on the field, he only got, I believe, three catches last week. But he is a serious decoy. I mean, you don't have to get him the ball, and they're going to have two guys on him. So that just is speaks to the impact that Brock Bowers has. And I think we're going to see a heavier workload this week, getting him geared up, obviously, for the SEC championship and beyond. Um, but, I mean, we got to give credit to the guys who stepped up to the plate while he was gone. Dominic Lovett, he's done great, 475 for him, two touchdowns. Lad McConkey as well, 418 for yardage. 26 grounds for two touchdowns. And then some other guys like Ra Ra Thomas, Oscar Delps did a great job filling in. I mean, they, this is a team where we said when Bowers went down, it's the next man up mentality, and Georgia played to that perfectly. When you look at the defense, I, I mentioned the max amount of points they've given up this year is only 21, and they face some pretty good teams. Uh, that's thanks in part to some play by Small uh, Monday Jr., the team in tackles with 48, Tyke Smith with 46. And they have been doing good work. They got to the quarterback 22 times as a team. Uh, leading your team in sacks is uh, Jamin Dumas Johnson, who we know is out for the season. He's going to be out for a little bit, unfortunately. But Small Munden, Jalen Walker, Michael Williams, some other guys 
are stepping up and helping out in that regard. And Georgia can get it done in the secondary as well, Vince. At 30, 36 passes defended and 12 INTs for the Bulldogs. I mean, they are getting hot at the perfect time. Obviously, you're undefeated, but you can see they're really starting to pull away with games now and more so dominate them. Um, you know, it started in that tough win um, against the Missouri Tigers. And then last week, they really impressed me. Obviously, they impressed the college football playoff ranking, uh, the voters, because they put them at number one. So they are uh, rolling into the end of the season here. Just a few more games left. And uh, Georgia's looked great these past few weeks. How can the Bulldogs remain undefeated and beat up on the Tennessee Volunteers? Um, I think one thing you have to look at, um, Logan, I'm 63 years old. I tell everybody my age because of one reason, because I've been following this college football game since I was six years old. And I've seen some great teams come on this college football landscape from the USC's of the 70s to the Alabama of the late 70s to the Miami teams of the mid-80s, the Oklahoma teams of the mid-80s. But I think once you get my age, Logan, and I'm going to glory, that you can look back on this and say it was a tremendous run, maybe the greatest three-year run in the history of college football. Kirby Smart, I'm going to start with him. When he took the job in 2016, did anybody think he would have a Georgia football program at this level? I, like I think people I think people really don't know what he's done over in Georgia. Look at the last three NFL drafts. The last two. 20 some players drafted. Numerous first round picks. And they've won 27 straight games and arguably the toughest conference in America. And we thought they was going to take a step back this year. That's not going to happen. I think when it's all said and done, this team is going to three-peat. I don't think there's no team in the country better than Georgia because this team is very balanced. And then they lose – think about this, Logan. They lose Jalen Carter, mm-hmm. arguably the best player in the draft last year, defensive tackle. He was a dominant player, maybe the most dominant football player that's came through Georgia on the defensive side of the ball in a long time. Think about that for a minute. And then they turn around and come into this season. Everybody's saying, well, they don't, they haven't played nobody. We don't think that they're good. And I'm going to say something else, Logan. We're talking about Heisman Trophy candidates. Yes, sir. I think Carson Beck needs to be mentioned in that conversation. And I said this to some Georgia fans. I think he's the best quarterback they've had on the center talented-wise. Just go to the draft boards right now, Mr. Logan Landers, and there's a lot of NFL people love Carson Beck. Going back, no doubt, they're the best team in the country. Last Saturday evening, when we thought, even myself, they might take a step back against a good Ole Miss team that had 611 yards total offense. The offense was dominant on all phases, the run game, the offensive line. Then Georgia's fourth in the country in time of possession. Then look back last Saturday night, Carson Beck, 306 yards passing. Kendall Milliton, if he wasn't hurt, he had 127 yards. We might be mentioning him as one of the best backs in the country. 
Brock Bowers come back. Who a lot of people are saying pound for pound is the best player. He only had 34 yards, but he had one touchdown, and he showed you that with him on the field, Logan, it's nobody in the country that can beat Georgia. And then Georgia against Ole Miss averaged 10 yards a pop. 10 yards a play, Logan. Mm. Then when we go from what they did offensively last Saturday and against the number 10, 10 team in the country, they held Jackson Dart, who's a phenomenal football player at Ole Miss. One of the top 15 quarterbacks in the country, they held him to 112 yards passing. So what are you going to beat Georgia at? And then I want you to listen to these names right now that's currently on the roster. Amaris Means, offensive tackle that's out hurt right now. Brock Bowers, tight end. Kamari Lassinger, cornerback. Javon Bullock, safety. Land McConkey, wide receiver. Tad Ratlitz, offensive guard. Nazar Stackhouse, defensive tackle. Carson Beck, quarterback. Kendon Milton, running back. I went to the NFL draft boards last Friday, Logan, and all of them are listed in the top 100 players in the NFL draft. I don't have to say no more. <laughs> when we all said and done, Logan, you being a young man, I hope one day you can tell your children that you was part of a great run in Georgia football history. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will, uh, you, you know, whenever I do look back at these, you know, the, these fond years um, with the absolute dominance that Georgia has displayed, um, obviously winning, you know, back-to-back -back national championships is very impressive. And uh, as we mentioned in the intro, they are looking lined up uh, for a three-peat, which has not been done in quite some time. Um, you know, when I look back one day, it's going to be, it's going to be a fun ride. It's going to be a fun ride. Uh, but for right now, we just got to sit back and enjoy it, and uh, it's going to be fun, though. Well, let's flip gears, Vincent. Let's talk about the Tennessee Volunteers, um, what they can maybe do to get back on track and pull off the major upset. Uh, we know they had the very tough loss uh, to Missouri last week, lost that one 36-7. Missouri's offense just went through them. I mean, 275 yards for Brady Cook, the quarterback, but it was the running game that really did them in. Uh, Missouri's running backs, C Cody Schrader, 35 carries, 205. He got a touchdown. Uh, all in all, they ran the ball for 255 yards on 51 carries. I mean, they were just dominant. And Schrader also got it done in the receiving game as well, five grabs for 116. I mean, it was a one-man show, and they could not stop them. Uh, the Volunteers couldn't. When you look at this team, they're 7-3 and three, um, coming into this matchup. Joe Milton. It, Joe Milton's an interesting quarterback, Vincent, because you see him at times. He looks very sharp, and he looks like a guy who is still kind of going through some growing pains at the same moment also. He can do something great, and then a few plays later, he could you know, overthrow a guy or just not have the best look. But I do like him, though. He's had a very good year, 16 touchdowns on the year for him, only five interceptions, throwing the ball for over 2,000 yards, 65% uh, completion percentage for the young man. And the running game, I mean, you got Jalen Wright, who's a solid running back, a 7.2 average per carry. He's got three touchdowns, 848 for yardage on 117 carries. Uh, Dylan Sampson behind him is a solid backup. He's got seven touchdowns on the ground. 
The receiving game. Uh, yeah, Squirrel White, who's your top guy with Ramel Keaton? That's your one-two combo there. Both those gentlemen combined for six touchdowns. But as I mentioned, the key for Tennessee, if you want to pull off this major upset, if you want to completely shake up the college football playoff rankings, you got to get the defense in check. You have to come ready to play this upcoming weekend against the Georgia offense, which is just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And you got to have some guys step up. I mean, Eli Herring's got to do some work. Aaron Beasley, Wesley Walker. Uh, you got to get to the quarterback as well. James Pierce Jr. He's got eight sacks. Uh, behind him, he's got Omar Norman Lott, five and a half. They've got 33 sacks. And you got to get each and every one of them against Georgia. It's going to be tough because they got a very good team. They got a very good line. But that's the key for me, Vince, is if, if you're Tennessee, the offense, I, I know it did struggle last week. But, you know, prior to that, we've seen them put up some pretty good showings all in all. But for me, the defense has got to come ready to play if you want to pull off this upset. What's your thoughts on the Vols this weekend? Um, you brought up a good point about the quarterback, Joe Milton. Um, we can all say that uh, Tennessee has not been the type of offense that they were last year under Hendon Hooker. In the bottom line, the passing game has been inconsistent, and, and really it's been on Joe Milton, man. Uh, they're not as talented on the outside at the receiver spot. They lost Cedric Tillman and Jalen Wyatt to the NFL. I can understand that. But in this game, when you're playing at a high level, I don't care if you're high school, college, or pro, the player at the quarterback position has to be consistent, and it has to be at another level. And Joe Milton has been inconsistent. I'm just sorry. That's, that's just been one of the points that's really, really, it's really made me frustrated as being a University of Tennessee fan. Tennessee has went away, has went away from what they were last year and throwing the ball under Mr. Hooker, who's now playing with the Detroit Lions. So the, it's plain and simple. When Tennessee rushes for, I say, 4.5 yards a game, rushing the football, they 6-0. But when they don't, they own three. Mm-hmm. Not getting to the defense. That was one thing that I was really pleased with, that Tennessee has played pretty good defensively. They really have played strong in the defensive line. But last week against Missouri, as you brought up, was very, very disappointing. Cody Strader had 205 yards rushing. Then he had another 116 yards receiving. That was really shocking to me. And when you look at it, Tennessee was never, ever in that football game. Never. People don't realize that Missouri ran 42 plays in the first half for 300 yards. And another aspect that I'm seeing Tennessee really losing it is becoming a really complete team. They had nine penalties last week for 95 yards. Mm. So that being said, Georgia, when it's all said and done, is that they're going to come in there and they're going to beat Tennessee in Neyland Stadium. And I'm looking at it. I'm going to go and put the score out. Georgia 27, Tennessee 13. I think Georgia's going to win the game going away easily. Georgia and Kirby Smart are always ready to play when the chips are high. When Georgia, the game is bigger, and look over the last two years, Georgia has performed well. And when we think Georgia's going to take a step back, that's not going to happen. 
And I don't care if Dolly Parton is getting ready to sing the national anthem. I don't care if Gatlinburg is in the house. I don't even care if Kenny Chesley is in the house. He's from Knoxville. Mm -hmm. It's no way I think Tennessee, where they are now, is going to beat that great Georgia football team, the best team in the country. All right, Mr. Turner, well said. My final prediction for this SEC battle this weekend, I am also going to go with the Georgia Bulldogs remaining undefeated for another week. I will go Georgia getting the win of this one 30, and I will have the Tennessee Volunteers putting up 17 points. I think it's going to be a good matchup. I think Tennessee, they're going to be hyped up. Like you mentioned, they're going to have Dolly Parton out there singing the national anthem. In Neyland, crowd's going to be going through a frenzy with the, uh, the hope that they can get this win. I think they'll come out the gate strong, but I think that as we see, you know, football's not just who comes out the hottest. It's a four-quarter game, and Georgia has looked complete for four quarters. That's why they're the number one team in the nation, and that's why they've been undefeated for a very, very long time. As always, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner, it's a pleasure talking some college football with you each and every single week. I've been your host and producer, Logan Landers. Enjoy your weekend, everyone. Go watch some football, and we'll talk to you again on Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.